This is Chapter 2 from Alien Lords Captive. Warriors of the Lathar, Book 1, written by Mina Carter. Copyright 2015 by Mina Carter. All rights reserved. Cat. Cat. Oh, God, Cat, wake up. Cat came to, slowly becoming aware someone was rocking her shoulder. Opening her eyes, she slammed them shut as agony sliced through her brain. Uck. Carefully, she tried again to find Jessica sat over her, concern written on her features. A livid bruise covered one side of her face, a haunted expression on her face. What happened? Cat whispered, her voice barely more than a sliver of sound between them. Struggling to sit up, she nodded her thanks when Jess slid an arm around her. Hell, that blow to the head in the core had really knocked her about. Memory returned, the metal monster. And she gasped. There are. Shush, Jess's eyes were wide and fixed on something beyond Cat. They don't like us talking. They. Thunk. Were. Thunk. Were. Thunk. The sound penetrated Cat's consciousness a second before the red-eyed monster from the computer core shoved its face into hers. She gasped, scrambling backward and knocking Jess out from its reach, but it followed her. Dropping to all fours, its metal claws scraped on the deck before its hand shot out, grabbing her ankle in a punishing grip. She screamed as it dragged her beneath it, but her kicks and punches did nothing. It wrapped razor-sharp talons around her throat and she went weak with fear. Oh God, oh God, oh God, she whimpered, trying to get her fingers under the metal. If it tightened its grip, she was a goner. Its eye focused on her, moving over her face. Perhaps looking for the best target. She didn't know. Finally, it spoke in a metallic voice. Talk. More, words. Talk more words. Get your fucking freaky metal ass off me. She yelled, and on instinct drove her knee up into its groin area. She yelped as agony flared through her leg. It swiveled its head on its neck to look down. You damage yourself. Why? She lost it, screaming back, trying to pry the fingers from around her throat. It was playing with her, taunting her before it killed her. Fuck that. She wasn't going down without a fight. Granted, resistance against a creature like this might be akin to an ant arguing with a boot, but she'd sure as hell try. Whirring and clicking told her more of the creatures had arrived and she screamed at Jess to run. The metallic sounds were joined by heavy boot steps on the deck plates. A deep voice growled something that her ears couldn't make sense of and instantly, the metal creature let go of her. Gasping, she scrambled backward, ignoring the complaint of her injured knee in favor of putting distance between her and it. Her hand met Jess's boot and she all but climbed up her friend's leg, trying to push them both away. When Jess wouldn't move, she realized the body she had hold of was way too large to be either her friend or female. A strong arm wrapped around her waist, holding her securely when her legs shook. The silence almost deafened her. She turned her head slowly to meet the eyes of the man who held her. Hmm, hi. He wasn't human. He looked it. Kind of. Like he was an upgraded, better version of Homo sapiens. Taller than any guy she'd ever seen, his shoulders were broad and muscled, and the rest of him was plastered against was equally as hard. Hell, even his muscles had muscles. And that pressure against her stomach, oh, shit. She blinked. That couldn't be his cock. No way, no guy had equipment that, that. He wasn't human. For all she knew he could have two cocks. Her head swam. His face wavering in and out of focus. What was wrong with her? 
He smiled, tiny lines appearing around his eyes and reached up with his free hand to touch her cheek. Galani, he murmured and bent down to claim her lips. Which was when the concussion waiting in the wings decided that she'd been conscious long enough and dropped her back into the darkness. It was her. The deliciously curved, little human female was the one they were looking for. As soon as the signal came through from an avi pilot that he'd found a voice match, Tarek had set off at a run across the flight deck. The human females scattered this way and that, but he ignored them. Now the property of the Lathar, they needed to get used to warriors running about, since most would end up claimed by one eventually. He reached the avatar bot, and a surge of anger filled him. The pilot had the little female pinned down by her throat. That didn't stop her fighting back though. Amusement rolled through him as she screamed right in the machine's faceplate. She didn't know it, but the high-pitched sound would overload the bot's auditory sensors and give the pilot an earful of static. The bots weren't sexual in any way, but he still didn't like the sight of her pinned beneath it. Let her go, now, he ordered and the bot released its grip. The moment she registered the movement, the female scrambled away. She scuttled across the floor on her ass toward him, hand-brushing his boot. She clambered up him, using him for balance as she stood. His protective instinct surged to the fore and he wrapped an arm around her waist. He hadn't realized when she was lying down but pressed against him, he was aware of how small she really was. The violent trembles that raked her triggered his primal male need to protect and his hold tightened. She was fixated on the Abbey bot, still crouched a few steps from them, the pilot no doubt in a panic that he'd angered Tarek. His men both respected and feared him in equal measure. He was fair, to a point, but a man's claimed female was an entirely different matter and lay hands on one without permission. She looked up at him and all thoughts instantly wiped from his mind. Dark curls surrounded her small, heart-shaped face, falling around her shoulders in glorious disarray. Deep brown, with hints of red and black, it was a color he'd never seen before. But her hair paled in comparison to her eyes, a warm shade that reminded him of the forests near his home. Of the leaves of the Harris Blossom tree at the bottom of his father's garden and the smile of his mother, a fading but cherished memory. Blood still covered her temple and cheek, which worried him, but he couldn't resist reaching out to stroke her soft skin, smiling to ease the fear he saw in her eyes. Beautiful, he whispered, wishing he knew enough of her language to reassure her everything would be okay. That she was safe in his arms, in his bed. Touch led to other needs and his gaze riveted to her mouth. The soft, plump curves. The urge to claim her, even in this small way, overwhelmed him. A willing slave to the impulse, he leaned down and brushed her lips with his. They were soft and warm, and her small intake of breath urged him on. A groan welled up in his chest as she softened. She welcomed his touch, immediately submissive. Triumph swelled within him and he tugged her closer to deepen the kiss. Then her head fell back her body heavy in his arms. She'd slipped into unconsciousness again. Dranth, he hissed, gathering her limp form into his arms. If you've damaged her in any way, he growled at the crouching avatar, knowing the pilot could hear him. Then you'd better pray to the gods. Hear me. The bot tucked its head, movement relayed from its pilot to avoid looking Tarek in the face. He strode past it, toward the troop carriers. Alert healer Larn that his services are required and start loading the females. Leave the males, they're worthless. His warriors scrambled to do his bidding as he ducked his head to step into the carrier, his precious bundle in his arms. Back to the Voluvias, 
He ordered the pilot and settled himself into one of the jump seats behind the cockpit. He didn't bother strapping in, not for the short journey. Not like anyone was going to attack with the might of a lath Aryan war group surrounding the base. He looked at the female he held. She lay curled in his lap. A perfect fit, as though she belonged there, and again, he marveled at how small she was. How perfectly formed. Dark eyelashes fluttered against her cheeks and he could see the steady beat of the pulse in her throat. His panic over her collapse receded a little. Stress perhaps. Latharian females, when still in existence, had been delicate and prized, which explained the highly protective instincts of the male warriors. His little female need not worry ever again, he vowed, holding her carefully. She was his and he would do anything to protect such a precious gift from the goddesses. The journey to his flagship, the Voluvias, was brief. The pilot had no sooner engaged the engines before he was throttling back to bring the transporter to a soft landing in the main flight bay. Tarek gathered his prize securely and stood, nodding to the flight crew as he exited the craft. His boots rang out on the deck as he headed through the corridors toward the healing bay. No one mentioned the fact he carried the human female in his arms, and any curiosity was carefully kept under wraps. As a cave-ass and the commander to boot, his actions were beyond question. Apart for one person anyway. He strode through the doors and laid the female on the nearest diagnostic unit before lifting his head to yell. Lauren. Get your lazy ass out here. Like the rest of the ship, the healing bay was devoid of luxuries and decoration. Each bed was set in an alcove created by the internal bulkheads and support structures. Summoned by his shout, a tall figure stepped around the corner at the end of the room. Broad-shouldered with the build of a warrior, he wore a warrior's leathers, but with the teal sash of a healer. Except for the long hair and the fact his eyes were green instead of gold, Tarek might as well have been looking in a mirror. Lazy. His twin raised an eyebrow as he strolled closer. Do you have any idea of the delicate experiments your bellow just destroyed? Will you ever learn to respect your lord, healer? Tarek demanded, but his lip was already beginning to quirk up into a smile. When you learn to respect your elders, pup, Larn snorted his standard response. Born a few minutes before Tarek, he often reminded his brother of the fact. Even as he spoke though, Larn's attention wasn't on Tarek, but on the still form of the female on the bed. What have you brought me this time? You really should resist picking up every waif and stray you find, you know. Asshole healer. Dickhead warrior. The banter trailed off as Larn stepped forward to the side of the unit. Recognizing the presence of the healer, the diagnostic unit flared to life. A hollow field covered the form on the bed in an arc of shimmering blue. Symbols that meant nothing to tear it crawled over its translucent surface. This is one of the humans. Larn asked as a diagram of the female skeleton formed on the display. Leaning forward, Larn tucked a long strand of hair behind his ear as he examined the skull area. Tarek leaned in and breathed a sigh of relief when there was no apparent damage. Yes. And you're sure it's fully grown. Larn's fingers moved on the input panel and the machine scanned her bodily systems. Have you actually looked at her? Instead of those dry readouts. Tarek raised his eyebrow. Any idiot can see she's an adult. Larn snorted. It was his default expression around his brother. Yeah. Well, not every species expresses maturity in the same way. For all we know, what we consider a physically mature appearance might be a juvenile for her kind. No. There was no way she could be anything but an adult. 
The fates couldn't be so cruel as to present him with a female who finally interested him, tugged at his soul, for her to be a child. No, they all looked like this. And some of them were warriors as well, so unless their species sends its children to war, she has to be an adult. Hmm, yeah, I think you're right. Lauren intently studied a list scrolling over the display. All the hormones and neurotransmitters are very similar to ours, and would suggest she is mature. Snapping off the diagnostic unit, Lauren moved around her, running strong hands down her limbs to check for breaks. Tarek had seen him do this often with other patients. Even though he used the diagnostic beds all the time, Lauren always checked himself, saying no unit was as sensitive as a healer's hands. Tarek gritted his teeth as the urge to knock his twin aside and snatch the female out of his grasp assailed him. He trusted Lauren more than he did any of his sworn warriors, so his jealousy was out of character. And what were you doing when she passed out? Er, Tarek paused for a moment. Kissing her. Lauren stopped his examination to look up. So, her base has been attacked by technologically advanced beings, she sustained injuries in said attack, then is captured by an avatar bot, which, in case you fail to realize is probably the stuff of nightmares for her. Then you, an alien, kisses her. He blew out a breath, blowing the bangs out of his face. Goddesses, give me strength, were you born an idiot, or are you making a special effort today? The machine beat before Tarek could reply, and Larn's brows snapped together when he read the message on the display. That's odd. What is? Tarek crowded forward. Is she okay? She had to be okay. He needed her to talk to him, needed to try to figure out why her voice called to him so much. Get your fat ass out of the cleaner field. You don't know where she's been and I'm not letting her loose until she's cleaned down to her skin. Larn waved him back irritably as he studied the machine's readouts, and then grunted. Nope. The machine is wrong. I'll run it through maintenance routines later. Stepping to the side, he prepped two medi patches before pushing up one of her sleeves and pressing them in place. Within seconds, the plasti squares turned translucent and dissolved beneath the skin. Standard biotic in case she's brought anything aboard or reacts badly to anything on board. I've also added a shot of Kuran. I assume you intend to bet her. She's so small, she'll need a little help if you expect her to take you, Larn said, his light eyes unreadable. The second contains a neurotranslator. It'll make its way to the correct area in her cortex and install our common languages. From the scans, we shouldn't have any problems with linguistic compatibility. Excellent. My thanks. Tarek stepped forward, unable to wait to get her into his arms again. You're welcome. Are. Are there more like her? Tarek stopped, his little human in his arms and halfway off the bed, to look at his twin. There are. Why? Although they were near identical, and Lorne was easily as deadly a warrior as Tarek himself, he'd never once expressed an interest in females. Oh, he had all the male drives, but Tarek got the feeling it had always been a physical function for Lorne, rather than a pleasure. Lorne shrugged, picking at an invisible speck of lint on his sash. They're different. New. Interesting. I might want one for study. Just for study. Tarek grinned, holding his female closer. And there are, but you might want to get down to the holding cells quickly. More than one warrior has his eye on claiming the human. This has been Chapter 2 from Alien Lords Captive. Warriors of the Lathar, Book 1, written by Nina Carter. 
For more information on this book and the rest of the books in the series, please visit Mina's website at www.minacarter.com.